Alright, so look. Good people, welcome to another episode of the Strategically Reckless Podcast. I am your host, Jay Brown, aka your favorite foster dad, aka Mr. 710, and we are glad that you are joining us once again. Yeah. Look, we are here in these streets. Probably can hear me a little bit better if I have my microphone up. There we go. Yeah, we up in this thing once again. Look. Look, y'all favorite foster dad is beat down today, yo. It's been it's been a it's been a rough few days. Um, but on today's show, what up, Pops? What up, Tanisha? On tonight's show, we're gonna talk about dreams. We're gonna talk about a little racism. We also gonna talk about I was going to talk about mug shots. And before we get out of here, I might get to some, I might get to some, um, some more sports talk. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. But look, man, today, today, I'm, I'm excited today. I want to thank everybody for listening via Facebook Live, Instagram Live, via YouTube Live. If you're listening, on Spotify, our radio, it's Apple Music. We greatly appreciate you. Go ahead and rate us five stars if you can. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment. I look at all of it. All right. Hey, what you think about this shirt, Pop? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But look, like I said, your favorite foster dad is a little beat down right now. So before I get started, Yeah, had to take a little sip right quick. Woo! All right. And so, you know, I want to start off by talking about Dre. So, normally I do since last week. And this got something to do with since last week. Anyway, last week, normally, normally I don't remember my dreams, right? And sometimes you wake up, you wake up from a dream and you be like, <gasps> You ever, you ever had those dreams that just felt real? Like you, you know that you were there. No matter what was going on. But what you know is that you were there. And I feel like that kind of was, that was me. That was me this past week. I had a dream. I had a dream so real that I actually remembered it. And most of the time I don't. Like, I had to, I wanted to make sure that I remember this dream because it felt so real, but it was one of those dreams that I know that I had no business doing what I was doing or being where I was being. Look, your favorite foster dad was on his way to jail. (laughs) For what? I don't know. I don't know why I was on my way to jail. I don't know why I knew that I was about to get arrested. That was, that's more like what actually happened. Like I I knew that I was about to be arrested and they were, they were coming to get me. The folks was coming to get me, but I don't know why. And it was one of those help, it was one of those helpless feelings because I'm sitting, I'm, I'm in the dream. It's not scary in that way. But I'm in the dream and I don't like it. T 
typically I could wake myself up from dreams because I, you know, I, I sleep light. But I'm trying to see where, I'm trying to kind of see where this dream is going. But I can't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knowing. All I know is that I'm on my way to jail. Hollis Jerry, what's good? I'm on my way to jail. And I don't, I, I, I don't know why, but I want to see it through. And I still, I'm still trying to figure it out. Why was I on my way to jail? Here's the messed up thing about, you know, when you when you have those type of dreams, you want to have an idea about why you're having those dreams. And of course, the only place that the first place that we go is usually probably one of the worst places to go when you're trying to figure out why you're having the dream that you're having. And you go to you go to the internet. <laughs> and you look up a dream and that dream interpretation hoping that for some for some reason or another it's getting ready to tell you that the reason why you having a dream that you have is because of something that's dope that's going on in your life because you are about to come into a whole boatload of money you about to come into some good fortune your love life is great you know what? You don't check. <laughs> you don't check the internet when you had those type of dreams. You check the internet. My face of what's good. Shout out to Class of 98. You don't check the internet when you have good dreams like that because you have an idea about, hey, I'm dreaming good stuff. No need to check on that. That's like waking up feeling good. You're not going to check WebMD because you're feeling good. You go check WebMD if you got an itchy throat or you're coughing or your your left kneecap is itching and it won't stop let me go to go to WebMD and check this out like I gotta see what's going on and so you go look at the you go look at the dream interpretation and it tells you that all of it it doesn't matter what's going on you, you're having some kind of issues in your life that you need to get fixed. Whether it's, uh, whether, and it doesn't matter what it is. They're like, hey, you're feeling trapped and you don't know how to get out. Or it could be like, you know, I've had dreams where I've been shot, didn't die. Cause I'm like, I'm like the Terminator in my dreams. Like I be, pew, pew, and it don't, it don't even matter. I still, I still be getting up, but it's so it's so crazy and you just, like I said you just never know what those what those dreams what those dreams actually like really mean like I know people can put anything on the internet and they'll be like y'all uh the reason why you're feeling like this and then you go react to it and it might mess up your whole day like you sitting there all day thinking about why why am I having? Am I am I really having issues? Am I really feeling trapped in my job, in my relationship? Do I not feel like I got control over these kids? And so, there's a whole bunch of stuff where your dream interpretations, you know, kind of kind of take you to those points. Because, like I said, you really only look at it when you have bad dreams. And say, so I didn't. I had no idea why I felt like I was about to go to jail. I don't commit crimes like that anymore. 
<laughs> I don't I don't commit crimes at all. Maybe in my head. I commit a lot of crimes in my head. I be stealing in my head. I be slapping the shit out of people in my inside my head. I do a whole lot of stuff. It's bad. Oh, it's bad inside of there. Like, look, when people be like, I, I, I wish I could read minds. Not mine. You don't want to know what's going on up in here. <laughs> it's, it's nothing reckless. I don't act on it. But. He's so cute. What's well, good? You had you you had those times in which sometimes you don't really want to know. You don't really want to know. I don't think you really want to know. And so you know what? Here's this is the other thing about dreams. You don't know why you have them. Like I try, I try to watch. I try to watch happy stuff before I go to bed. If I'm watching something before I go to bed, because I'm I'm one of those people that sleep with the TV on. I can fall asleep with the TV on and whether I'm watching sports, Martin Wayans brothers, Jamie Foxx or whatever, like that's the type of stuff that I'll fall asleep on. Because I sleep light. If if I fall asleep and something like Menace to Society is on, I'm, I'm, I'm out here, I'm out here committing stick-ups at the liquor store. It's me, Kane, and O-Dog out here in these streets if I'm if I'm watching something like that. If it's training day, me and me and uh Denzel Washington out here in these streets committing crimes. Running down, running down, running down people in the streets. Robbing them. Stealing their drugs and wrongfully arresting people. If I'm being if I'm being honest. Like this is what the this is what the dreams look like when I'm watching stuff on TV right before I go to bed. So I try to watch stuff that's funny. I try to watch stuff that that is uh, a little bit upbeat. If I'm not listening to uh, self empowerment stuff before I go fall asleep, because my wife be tripping about the TV being on, because she'll fall asleep with lights on all day. If I turn the TV on. <laughs> I hate that TV up here. You know you really just fell asleep with the light on though, right? Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Let's not <laughs> let's not do that. Let let's not do that. But have you ever had somebody have a bad dream about you? Like it, like for real, like. There's been times that my wife is waking up, awakened to a bad dream about me. She don't ever tell me the good dreams that she had about me, and she might not ever have any any about me because she never tell me about those. She tell me the dreams about me stealing stuff from a grocery store, a dream about me out here cheating on her and other stuff like that. I'm like, yo! For what? And then wake up mad. <laughs> Chill. I you you do realize that I did not do that in real life. I was laying here right next to you, not getting my cheat on in real life. Maybe in my dream, 
But not in real life, though. You can't hold that against me. You cannot hold what I did in your dream against me in real life. That don't count. <laughs> that don't count. I didn't enjoy that. I didn't even know I did it. Was I good? Was she cute? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, no one... Don't have me out here cheating with ugly tricks in your dreams now. That, that, nah, I, I'm gonna be mad about that. I don't like that. I'm not gonna like that either. I'm gonna wake up mad at you for making me have bad taste in women in your dreams. That's what's gonna happen. How about that? Let me have better taste in your dreams while I'm getting my cheat on. You know, I, there was a meme that was floating around not too long ago, and it said it was it. It said something like, "Hey, don't get excited if I tell you that I had a dream about you because in my dream you was working as a cashier at McDonald's." Fam, fam, shout out to shout out to High Level Petty. I didn't even make that up. I didn't even make that up. But yeah. Like when I when I actually remember dreams, they got me. Those dreams where you're running from somebody, you wake up tired, like you actually been running for real. And damn. You in the bed, breathing hard as hell. Ain't ran nowhere. <laughs> Out of, out of shape like a mug, right? <laughs> For no reason. But that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Also, look, this weekend, this weekend, my brother and I, we went to go bowl in this uh, tournament in Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia, probably about two hours, boom, from us. I had a good time. Flawless gym was good. Had a good time out there. You know, competing with my brother, like this is this is why I started bowling in the first place. Because basketball is almost almost done. I got I got one more time to get in shape to try to start hooping again. Because I can't hoop in, in this shape. I won't even try. Because the last time I was highly offended by these young boys talking about get down there in the paint, big man. I beat your ass. Your mama is a big man. How about that? How about that? But he's out there competing. And so this, here's the funny thing about bowling with my brother and going going out of town to bowl with my brother. My brother is so good that people don't notice me at all. Like you got to know me from here to speak to me there like most of the time if uh he don't even he don't introduce he don't introduce, he won't introduce you unless unless he's just kind of hanging around so i don't linger too much i just kind of i just kind of go do my own thing so he don't feel no kind of obligation to introduce me to to some of these dudes because some of them whack some of them cool you just never know and i don't try to make it the point to be like hey i'm doing brother <laughs> like i'm not that guy i just kind of let it be what it is but it is it is it's interestingly hilarious to 
see the type of love that my brother gets because, you know, he is so good. And, and the respect that he gets to having all these guys from all different parts of the country come up to him and be like, hey, Julian. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at all of them like, that's my brother right there. That's my brother now. I see y'all. Y'all better not be talking trash behind his back when I see you again, because y'all ain't speak to me. So you don't know who I am. So if y'all standing back there and I'm just chilling and you say some stuff about Julian if you want to, I'm going to be upside your head. That's me on some big brother stuff. I can't help it. That's my guy. But after we bowled on Saturday night, we went to this we went to this little restaurant slash bar type situation and we had a, we could have went to I think like Hooters was an option. Twin Peaks was an option as far as like chain situations. But we can get that here. We can go there here. And but we decided not to. We wanted to go to a place that we couldn't get here in Atlanta. So we went to this place called Top Dog Tavern. Oh my God. Why do we do that? When we walk in the Top Dog Tavern, it was quiet as hell. It was weird. It was weirdly quiet. Like no background music, no loud talking. Everybody was, it was people in there, but it was weirdly quiet. It's real, real, like, it was like this. Quiet. I'm like, this don't look real. This this don't look real. Something about this don't feel real. But okay, we go sit down. We sit. They originally sat us up by you know by uh, in front of a TV. It was just one TV at the end of the bar, and so we wanted to sit where it was a couple TVs, just you know, just so that we can so we can see better. No big deal. We wanted to make sure that we can get. You know, if somebody else is watching the TV that we can get one change. Not the not a huge deal. Man, when I tell you, so we sitting there and we eating and the box as a boxing match that was coming on. I'm gonna talk about this boxing match a little bit later. But we're sitting there and it's like it's at this time it's probably about 9 30. And the boxing match didn't come on to 10.30. So it wasn't no big rush. Now there was two two TVs that was facing us. And then one TV like way off in the corner, another TV way off in the corner, some other place. It would have been weird for us to try to watch one of those TVs that was far, far off into the corners. But there was some that was, we were sitting at a high top and then the bar was right there. There was a couple sitting at the bar on one TV, it was Hawaii, college football, Hawaii, what's up, Jeff? Versus Vanderbilt on one TV. On the other TV, it was NFL preseason, Denver Broncos versus the Los Angeles Rams. That game was a blowout. About 10-15, you know, we asked the right waiter or waitress, hey, can we get the boxing match. Can you put ESPN on one of these TVs that they're not watching? 
Okay. I'll have to ask the bartender. Bartender comes up, asks them, hey, which one of these TVs that you which one of these TVs can they put on? Uh can they put ESPN on? This Caucasian couple were like, neither. We're watching both of them. Say what now? We're watching both of them. <laughs> oh, you are, huh? Hey, hey, guys. Of course, now I, you know, I'm, I struggle with stuff like that. We're in a public place. We're in a public place. Yes, you guys were there first. It's two TVs. You guys say you're watching both. We asked to watch one of them, and you act like you did not want to get up off of, off of one of them. All right, sounds like they was paging Troll Osteen and, and Petty Petty Pendergrass. I was, hello? Yes, I'm here. Petty Pendergrass, reporting for duty. Hey, guys. Which one of these teams is your team? Y'all a Hawaii fan or a Vanderbilt fan? Neither. The Georgia Bulldog fans. We're just watching it because it's the SEC. Mm, okay. So, which one of you guys from uh, Denver or from LA? Nope. Georgia. Shit. Okay, so y'all just, y'all just, you know what? Oh, yeah, oh, oh, when they turned around, they was like, oh, yeah, you guys could watch. You guys could put ESPN on that TV. First of all, chill. You're not doing us no favors. One, we're not moving to go to another TV. Well, and we're not going to beg you to watch this TV. We're about to tell you that we're about to turn this TV to ESPN. You're not watching both of them. You're not watching both of them. Don't make me act like that. This game is a blowout. The preseason game ended up being 41 to nothing. 41 to nothing. I don't, don't want to watch this whole damn Okay, cool, cool, cool. The Hawaii game, I don't know. Stop paying attention to it. They put the boxing on. They put the boxing on the on the TV where the NFL preseason game was on. Less than 10 minutes later, these white people got up and made their way to the other side of the bar. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Before we said anything to them about the TV, S-Dub Love, what up? I was watching them while I was having a conversation just to see what TV that they were actually really paying the most attention to. This is all, it was on purpose. It was very strategic. It was on purpose. But when they turned around and said, Bo, you know I had a problem. I had a big problem with Bo. And here's, this is my problem, and I can't expect everybody to be 
like me. If my team is not playing and there's just games on, the one I'm most interested in, I'll ask to keep that one on and y'all can watch the other one. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not that damn selfish. But for that dude to be like, yo, I'm watching both. All right. Like I said, Patty Pendergrass reporting for duty. When I tell you, I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready because now I got to be super petty. Yes, I took a picture of them when they moved to the other side of the bar. Because now they're facing us. I can see their faces. I actually went to the other side of the bar to see what was on the other TV. Because if you're not watching both of them, y'all just move because of us. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Be better. Y'all got to be better. Like, I, I mean, yeah, I'm petty. I want to see what y'all watching now. Because for y'all to get up and go to the other side of the bar when you was, you, was, you were pretty much exclusively watching Vanderbilt. All your reaction came from the Vanderbilt game. Y'all fools not gonna turn around and tell me you watch both of them and expect me just to be cool with that bullshit. I ain't. I ain't. And when the boxing came on, I was lit. I was lit. I ain't. Listen, don't for, don't act like that. There's no reason to have that level of selfishness or entitlement to think that anybody would be cool to be like, hey. Y'all just watching both, y'all watch both TVs? Okay, cool. I ain't gonna scrap over a TV that ain't mine, but damn, dude. Don't be selfish. But I'm glad they got their punk asses up and went to the other side of the bar and watch, so that they could watch TV, because I wasn't moving. I wasn't, I wasn't moving, and I didn't give a damn how uncomfortable they were. But if they had told that girl not to change that that TV, I was gonna I was gonna move and I was gonna sit next to the girl. I was gonna sit next to his company. And I was gonna be part of their conversation. They were sitting at the bar, I was a seat on both sides of them. Agent Patty Pendergrass. Report Patty Pendergrass reporting for duty. What do you need? Come on, man. Let's, let's not do this. I'm trying to have a good time. I'm just trying to be professional and have a good time. Get some bowling in with my brother. Have some decent food. And when I say decent, it was only decent. This, this is the bad. This is another part. Julian asked the waitress, hey, what's good on the menu? What's good on the menu? So we we were looking at some things. We had in our mind what it was that we wanted. This 
This little girl said everything other than the things that we were looking at. Nope, you're not gonna like that. Everything was dependent upon who was in the back. Like 100%. Hey, so what about, what about the brisket and mac and cheese? Oh, depends on who's in the back. What about this sandwich right here? Uh, it depends on who's in the back. Well, damn, who's in the back today? Oh, it's a trainee. Is he any good? Uh, I don't know. Damn. Damn. Do I want to eat here at all? Or do I just need to drink a cup of beer and then stop at Arby's on the way back or some other shit if I wanted some, you know, <laughs> some suspect food? Like, what, what are we doing here today? Can anybody help me out? Can anybody help me out with what we doing today when everything on your menu is dependent upon who's in the back? Of course. Of course it's dependent on the back because fam, if I'm in the back, only some of y'all food gonna be good too. What are we doing? Come on, man. Come on, fight. You gotta have some better answers than that. I ordered the brisket and mac and cheese. I tried it out. It was so-so. So-so. What my wife made was better. This is so-so. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. That it like the every everything on the menu was based on who was in the back. But since we don't know who was in the back, we and this is our first time at the restaurant and probably our only time at that restaurant. Come on, man, y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta be better than that. And she was like, but at least I'm being honest. Yeah, but I just need y'all to have a better chef back there. That's all. Where everything that y'all got, you got a, you got a ninety-three percent chance that it's gonna be good. Otherwise, take it off the menu on this day. Y'all need specials on said days to make sure that the food is gonna be good. But to this boxing match. A few years ago, there was a video of, it was this guy, his name is, I think it's like F.A. Ajagba. Big 6'6", African dude, probably about 250. He was fighting against this other cat that looked like he was out of shape and just found out the day before that he had a fight. He was like, oh shit, I, I didn't get a chance to work out. Guess I'll show up. And you know how you know how to you know how to hold the operation of a, a boxing match goes. This was on TV. Your fighter walked down to the ring. The next fighter walked down to the ring. They introduced where you're from, your weight. Hailing from Nigeria. Hailing from Philadelphia. These guys got up. All right. We went over the instructions in the back. Right here is low. Right here is right here is low. You got any questions? All right, touch them up. Def well, defend yourself at all times. Touch them up. Oh, you go back to your quarters. Bing, fight starts. 
so you think. In this video, he went through that whole operation. They went back to his, they went back to their corners, except the guy who looked like he figured out that the fight was yesterday. He figured, well, the fight that he just found out about yesterday, fam left the ring and just walked out. He didn't fight at all. He just kept going. I, I understood. You see dude in the street, you, you see him at the grocery store, you might let him go in front of you. You can have one thing and you still might let this dude go in front of you just because he that big. Yeah. Are you on, You got a car full of stuff? You might be in a rush. Go, you go ahead, you can cut me, bro. You can cut me. Yeah, you, 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 big, you big boy, are you? You big. I don't normally call dudes big, but you, you, you that. Yeah. Go ahead and let you cut. Well, in this fight, it was a guy from another country, and they were they were going at it probably about round three or four. I think the guy that was fighting uh, on Saturday, he decided that he didn't want to do it no more, but he wasn't going to lead the fight. He decided that he was just going to punch Effie Ajagba in the dick. The fight started getting greasy. He was like, you know what? I ain't going out like no little sucker. I'm going to just punch him in the dick. And he did it. Thing. He goes down. All right, hey, keep him up. He gets the warning. And Buddy was like, oh, that, that wasn't enough? Ding. I'm going to punch him in the dick again. All right, we're going to take a point because we can't have this. One point, one point, one point, one point. Hey, I'm trying to get out of this fight, bro. Like, at this point, he already had a little shiner up under his eye and across the bridge of his nose was all kind of, it's kind of marked up. It's like, I'm not getting ready to let this dude beat the shit out of me. Whoa, whoa. Dick punch him again. And he got he got him one last time. He got him one last time, but he got disqualified. He was like, well, am I still getting my money? Because what I'm not getting ready to do is let you just whoop my ass. Mike Tyson had that moment when he bit Evander Holyfield in the ear. Andrew Galata had that moment when he was fighting Riddick Bow back in the day. He was just like, I'm not gonna let Riddick Bow with my ass. Before it's all said and done, I ain't gonna quit. But what I will do is punch him in the dick. <laughs> nothing like old, nothing like old dick punch to get myself disqualified. I was going to the body, and one of my one of my contacts came out, and I missed. So my aim was a little low. My self motivation was good, brother. But yeah, fam was just fam just got disqualified for for going low. Kapow, kapow. 
I figure that's one way to get out of a fight. That's one way to get out of a fight. Damn. I hate it for a damn like that. Shout out to Jared Anderson. He went ahead and took care of business in the main event. Man, but, you know, just, just dealing with that, you know, it just... Dealing with that couple and the way they the way they left from where they were sitting because they couldn't take both TVs and go into the other side. I don't know. It just I cannot confirm or deny that racism had anything to do with it. But it might have been racist racist adjacent. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know those people. Hopefully, I'll never see them again. Hopefully, I'll never see them again. Speaking of racism, I ain't wanna... I ain't wanna... I hate to have to keep talking about this. This type of stuff. But in Jacksonville, Florida, three black people were killed um, and is believed to be racially motivated. Now, still gotta get some more information on the story. But one of the things I, mean, I just haven't I, I hadn't watched a whole lot of news lately I was just scrolling through uh, X which used to be Twitter and Jamel Hill had posted something I just happened to just happened to just read over it and I was like oh that happened and the tweet read is it still called a tweet if it's X I don't know anyway Please note, this is from Jamel Hill. Please note, the Jacksonville gunman was in his early 20s, implying that racism will simply evaporate after a certain generation is foolish and naive. It also absolves people from having to do any real work. Racism and white supremacy are thriving problems in our society that are not limited to age or generation. And so I read that and now I gotta now I gotta go figure out what happened. This is where I, this is where I first heard about first heard about it, and I was just like, wow. And so of course you read something like that, and you go check the comments. You check the comments, kind of see what people stand on it, and you know Jamil Hill was getting blasted for this tweet. Now personally, I didn't see anything wrong with it. The part that surprised me about her getting blasted for the tweet was that it was mostly white people that was trashing her for this tweet. In order for you to see it, in most cases, you would probably have to be following her. But she was getting trashed by these people talking about, oh, well... Why does it have to be called racist just because it was a white person that shot three black people? Very interesting question. Very interesting question. I'm like, is it not if he says, hey, I'm I'm racist and I was going out to kill some black people? Like I, I think he said, if you go out with, if you go out with um, some symbolism that depicts 
that you are part of a particular group that believes certain things that involve races thought process thought process and then you go out and you kill black people or Asians or Hispanics or you commit any level of hate crime towards any group of people yeah I think it's fair to go ahead and put that label on this person They were calling Jamel Hill racist because she decided to comment on that happening. The weird thing is that people that don't have to deal with racism, I don't know, I don't know why it's so I'm getting ready to answer my own question. I I I understand why it's hard for them to understand why it's it's an issue. But at the same time, I also understand in this tweet, like you just can't expect for it just to die out. Just because, you know, people don't necessarily, individuals don't necessarily own slaves anymore. It does not mean that racism isn't rampant it doesn't mean that like like it just it doesn't exist it it because it does i was telling a story in the bowling alley this weekend about when i worked at this bank in in arkansas back in 05 and i was you know what in 2005 in arkansas you you would think well, I tell you, I, I, you would not think. There are places in Arkansas which are are considered KKK headquarters, Harrison, Arkansas being one of them. So, we ain't too far. Like, the KKK still exists, and they still operate as, as usual, as far as I'm concerned. Like, what I do know is I can't just bust up in one of their little and one of their little meetings and be like, hey, what's up, guys? You think I can hang out for a little while? The answer would be no. Are you lost, boy? But I'm at work. Phone rings. Hey, um, can I speak to Can I speak to the assistant manager? Is Vicky around? Uh, no, she's uh, she's with a customer right now. But what about Joyce? Uh, Joyce not in right now, that's, and that's the branch manager. Okay, uh, who am I speaking to? Now, this is weird, because I'm the only guy that worked at this bank. What, Jason. Oh, you're that nice colored fella that works in the back, by in the window. Whoa! Whoa! It, it is? Hey, 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 Courtney. I think somebody just said that there was a nice colored fella that works in the back in the window on this phone. I can't be on this phone no more because I am no longer nice. 
Who the? Who the? Hold on. Who is? Who is he referring to? Like I, I know it's me, but you still, you still calling people colored in 05? Oh, hold, hold up. I am heated. I am heated. You still referring to black people as colored in 2005? As if. That shit was still cool. Hey, you know what? Hold on. I got off the phone. I gave the phone to the girl. I gotta see who the who the hell this is. He said he was coming in. Gotta come in. I'm not going to lunch today. Oh hell no. Oh hell no. I ain't going to lunch today. Mm-mm. I am. I'm here. I'm not going to lunch. It was like, Jason, you got to take a lunch. It was like, nah, I ain't hungry. I got, I got to see. Because I know that he's going to, I know that he's going to, he's going to speak. He's going to, he's going to announce, hey, that colored fella. I feel like I've had interactions with him before. And colored never came out, but I need to see who the hell this is. They made me take a lunch. And when I came back, it was only a 30 minute lunch. I went to my grandparents' house, came on back. Happy birthday, happy heavenly birthday, grandpa. Happy belated birthday, JR. I came back. He had already came in and left. I don't know what I would have done. I wasn't going to go to jail. I don't think. But I probably would have. I know I would have said something. I know I would have said something. God knew that I was going to say something. He made he made sure that that person got there when I was gone. That was fine. Dropping off color like it was normal, like it was regular, like this is how he talk about people. Wow! Come on, man. What? And so. They tried to calm me down by saying, oh, he's old. Oh, I don't care. I don't care nobody about, about nobody being old. His old ass need to understand that shit ain't the same as it used to be. I don't give a damn. I don't care. But that's some stuff that a white dude would never have to deal with. The people in her comments that was bashing her for tweeting this would never have to deal with. 
I never thought that I would have to deal with this. But I've been places. My brother and I went to a bowling tournament at Mountain Home, Arkansas. When we walked in McDonald's, the whole shit stopped. The fucking fry timer stopped. That shit happened. So, when when these people feel like, yo, I don't understand why y'all act like y'all act when it comes to conversations about racism and stuff like that. Because it's different. It's a, it's a different world. When people see me and they and they don't know me, they automatically judge who I am or who I could be. That there wasn't, there's not a situation in which I would be, I would have that level of entitlement that I would feel like, yo, I'm gonna watch both of these TVs, y'all can go somewhere and kick rocks until I turn around and see that they're white and then be like, you know what, I, go ahead. There's never a time where I would be like, oh, you that nice? And I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna use any of these white stereotypical epithets that people use. Because there, there's never a reason to. There's never, there's never a, a need for me to go George Jefferson on any on any white person. It's not. Never even think about it. So that shit is crazy to me. That when it comes up, it causes such it causes such a stir because if you talk about it, then you gotta you gotta admit that hey it it might be real. But if you just Hey, if y'all don't talk about it, it might go away. If if y'all black people don't stop talking about it, it can go away, but y'all keep talking about it. As if black people just out here making shit up. Oh, well, black people be killing each other, but y'all just blaming on systemic racism. Let's talk about y'all shit, too. What do y'all, what do y'all blame it on? Because it's still different. Because I recall a time which white, black people do drugs, they go to jail. White people do drugs, they go to Betty Ford. They go to rehab. It's not the same. That person cuts out a police officer. Get in the car, rip up the ticket, throw it in their face, cut their ass out, drive the fuck off. Black person get pulled over, you gotta talk to him as if they're a kid. Hi. 
to take my bass out of my voice because I, I need to make sure that I get home safe. This is why I keep coming up. Ain't got shit to do with systemic at that point. I need to chill, yo. I need to chill. Look, speaking of speaking of getting locked up and going to jail and whatnot, like I, I didn't even mean to get that far into it. I just kind of got pissed off for a second. Um, but they boy Donald Trump. Hey, fam got hammed up. They went ahead and hammed him up in that mug shot. Wow. And mugshot will go down. Tresme Spire will spire will up. And mugshot is, is, is in the top, in the top five already of greatest celebrity mugshots ever. So before I get out of here, I don't have the pictures for y'all, cause, but you gonna put Trump up there? That Bill Cosby, that Bill Cosby mugshot. Is it, it, wild. Nick Nolte got a mugshot that's like, whoa. Iron Man that Robert Downey Jr., he was lit in his. And these last two. Hmm. It's a bunch of celebrity mugshots. Don't get me wrong, it's a whole bunch of them. That damn Tiger Woods mugshot he took. Sheesh. Come on. Come on, Eldrick. <laughs> Eldrick was throw down that day. But the winner and undefeated, undisputed champion of celebrity mugshots. Whoa. For I don't know when it, I don't remember when it got taken, but. He has been a champion since this came out. And that is the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. He has the greatest mugshot ever taken. Now, you know, it's weird. I don't I don't plan on getting arrested anytime soon. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure. Like, I've seen some mugshots where people are smiling. I don't know. Like when people put cameras in my face, typically I be out here smiling in these streets. I won't be so happy on this on, if I got arrested. But I just I don't want to be towed down. I don't want to be towed down in a way that they be like, "Hey, look at this dude right here. Look at that. One. Look at this." <laughs> like that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, good people. Let me get on about this thing, man. I told y'all I was beat down, man. It's been one of them days, man. The boy trying to take me out, wifey trying to take me out, all of them trying to trying to get me up out of there. So let me go ahead and get some rest. But look, until next time, good people. Hey, you out there on the yeah down there by uh the, the where the hurricane is forming, y'all be safe. Go on, go on in there and buy up all the spam and potted meat that you can handle, bread, milk. And uh, y'all be safe. Hunker down. Hunker down. And if you need a spot to stay, don't call me. But until next time, y'all.
Yo, y'all be safe out in the streets, man. I am out. Yeah.